This was a triumph. You're listening to the Nerd Table, part of the CKCC Radio family of podcasts. Find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Once again, you have sat down at the Nerd Table. Hi, everybody. I am Chris O'Mealy. Happy to once again bring you an episode of our new favorite podcast, your new favorite podcast, The Nerd Table. And I am joined, as always, by my two nerdy cohorts, my partners in crime, my best friends from two completely different walks of life. Please welcome my best pals, Eric Flores. Hey, hey. And Dan Peck. So say we all. How are you, gentlemen? How are you, gentlemen? Roger, Roger. your base are belong to us. Welcome to the nerd table. What's going uh, on, guys? Yeah, you know what? Doing all right, man. Doing all right. Uh, So, for the for those of you that don't know, we're actually recording the episode a little late, and uh, because I had some things I needed to take care of, but I never actually said what I needed to take care of, and I figured I'd wait until the show because it's quite nerdy. Um. We had to wait for our local comic book shop to open so we can go over and try to get a copy of um, the Star Wars High Republic comic, the first issue, and uh, we, we did not get it. We, we ended up getting the second issue, but they didn't have any more of the first. So there is another printing coming, and hopefully we get it for this printing. But that is the reason why I am late. They opened up at 11 o'clock as well. That's awesome. Fucking nerd. Yeah, this is the, the, the new thing they made like a big announcement of it at like middle of last year that we're going to do all these different things about the Republic even before the old Republic. Yeah. And here we are. And it takes place even before the old Republic, and it's about like the real heyday of a pre everything Republic. I would love to, to actually. Uh, have more stories of before lightsabers, you know, when it was just like four. I want to have, I want to have more stories that don't involve any lightsabers. And that's why I friggin' love the Mandalorian because star Wars is so big. It's not just about the Jedi. Right. And I'm okay with the Jedi playing cameo roles in the show. Like it's, that's the, that's the, I mean, Mandalore itself is an entire culture. With how, with how I mean, they operate. If you were anyone else besides the main characters of Star Wars, you they, people don't even believe they exist or existed. That's true. They, they're they supposedly like a myth. Because it's even in the main movies when they're even in episode four. They're like, oh, Vader and his silly superstitions and his weird religion. And then he chokes somebody to death. I mean, <laughs> and they go, oh, the shit, that's just real. They had to do like some some really weird shit to like completely obliterate the Jedi from people's minds and be like, nah, that's a myth. So they had to be like super secretive at just to begin with. That's why Rogue One was so good, because there's no Jedi in it. Just a guy who is force sensitive and believes in it, but they don't even believe him. (laughs) That's true. And then he walks through the middle of a fucking battlefield and doesn't get touched yes because <laughs> Until he, he one gets with the super touched <laughs> he was one with the force the force was one with him so were the you ever seen laser blast all right anyway oh, god 
<laughs> Dude, I love the uh, I love the honest trailer for Rogue One. It's like meet the cast of characters, and we're gonna tell you now. Don't get attached to any of these guys. <laughs> and well, I remember like, you know it going in, right? Like, well, that's just it, right? When the first death happens, I'm like, oh god, none of them are gonna survive. And then, yeah. Well, but yeah. but what about all the? What about all the fun stuff to geek out for in Rogue One, though? Like when they're walking through Jeddah and they bump into the angry doctor. He's like, you just watch yourself. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, you do like the point at the screen. Like, and then it's like, this is gold leader standing by. I'm like, wait a minute. Is that this is red leader standing by? Like, that's him. Red October standing by. <laughs> red October standing by. <laughs> With the frigate. It's just a submarine in space. Everything red. Yeah, I that was like one. That is probably the best prequel, in my opinion. It's the best prequel because it, like, it literally leads up to a new hope. To about five seconds before episode. Yeah, started. which makes it even funnier when Leia is denying that they have the plans now because she's like, "We're on a diplomatic mission," and Vader's just like, "I literally just saw you thirty <laughs> minutes ago. Walk, run out of here with the plans. Don't try you that shit with me, bitch." <laughs> try that shit with me yeah your children just drive you up the wall sometimes so i, I wonder i know that like think he knew at that point do you think vader knew who leia was yes that Leia was his daughter no he doesn't know he even Does he has even a daughter know he has he doesn't he doesn't know he has a daughter until return of the jedi when he's when he realizes that Luke has a twin sister. That's the big reveal. He goes, you have a twin sister. And he goes, well, if she, you won't turn to the dark side, maybe she will. And that's when Luke goes ape shit and gets the upper hand. He already had the high ground, but he didn't take advantage of it. So <laughs> Obi-Wan, you, know, you will. <laughs> he learned his lesson. Fucking Luke jumped up there. and He's like, no, no, no. No, no, we're not doing this. Oh, I see. Obi-Wan has taught you well. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, that's. uh, It would be safe to say that among the three of us, Star Wars is probably our top universal fandom. I know Dan's not a big Star Wars guy, but he knows Star Wars probably better than. Probably better than any other filthy casual out there. Really? I, I would it's agree. Funny. I would say maybe that in Marvel. I'm not 100%. Marvel, sure. we're all pretty big into Marvel, but like that's the, and that's where you two excel more than me cuz I'm not I was never a big comic book guy, but I friggin I love the the MCU, MCU and I love yeah. I love the characters and I've been loving WandaVision. So like Ugh, this is so actually because because we actually had a delayed recording this is the first time I'm actually caught up on WandaVision or watching it, but you're not going to hear about that here because for that, you have to tune into the Bored to Death Binge cast. It'll be our first plug this week. They are reviewing every episode of WandaVision at a time. So go catch up with WandaVision with the Bored to Death clan. Do it. Because I said so. <clears throat> that's, that's a plug for you, right? Yeah. All right, and then what would be, and then yeah, and then well, I can't say that pro wrestling fandom would incorporate Eric because Eric don't know jack shit about wrestling. Right, I know it exists. Yeah, and that would be like like you and I are super into Dragon Ball, but Dan 
Dan knows it exists and he knows references from it, but yeah. So you and Dan have the wrestling thing. <clears throat> you and I have the uh, anime thing. And Zelda. Dan's not a Zelda guy. You're not a Dan... Zelda guy? We've established you know, this on the show. I know. Uh, but uh, every time I hear it, it's just weird. Because, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Matt's not a Zelda guy either. And I'm just like, what the hell? Why do I like, I feel like you're my only friend who likes Zelda. <laughs> And I don't even like it as much as you do. That's the other. (laughs) That's the funny part about it. So did you hear the rumor that they might be doing a full on HD remake of Ocarina of Time for the Switch? I did see the Unreal Engine version of uh, Ocarina of Time. And I will. I'll believe it when I see it. I mean, I saw it. Don't get me wrong. But I'll believe it when they release it. When I saw what what they were capable of doing with Zelda and the Unreal Engine, let's just say I had to change my pants. It, oh my god, it looks so good. If they remake it like that, I I'm did you see 100%. somebody did the opening of a link to the past in the Unreal Engine, like they mapped it out where you come out of the house and how how to get to the castle and everything, and they remade that with the Unreal Engine. I'm just like, oh. Oh, the potential is right there. It really like I, I'd be down for it, man. I, I'd play the shit out of that game. Hey, hey, I've seen the Mario sixty four Unreal Engine Peach's Castle, and it's just like holy crap! It's possible. You you can do it. You can do it, Nintendo. But I mean, when they made Mario Odyssey and they actually made real gritty worlds with mario and i was like this is the closest we might be getting but i'm so down with this because this looks amazing where you just take over a t-rex and it's a realistic ass (laughs) t-rex it is possible to have big head and short arms i just want them to like so good could you imagine like a dark souls version of the zelda games impossibly hard so i never want to play it And like the, just imagine trying to do all these puzzles while trying to fend off these like hordes of undead or goblins. Yeah, it's just like Octoroks. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck those rocks. Fuck them. Would, would Octoroks <laughs> be terrifying in HD because they're like they're like giant octopus monsters? <laughs> imagine imagine battling Goma. It's like a cyber spider practically, and it's now it's in full HD. Imagine even if even if like some of that stuff looked realistic instead of cartoony, not even like make it difficult like a Dark Souls thing, just make it look real. That would be kind of nightmarish right there. I mean, Moblins alone would look like the friggin' Gamorrean guards from Return of the Jedi. <laughs> See, I like it. Like, I like those dark things, but I also like the. The lightness or the uh, just the kid nature of the actual Zelda games like Wind Waker is really good, but Majora's Mask is also really good. And those are like stark contrast of one another. Right. His mask is dark AF. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is. But like I, I can go either way. I feel like Zelda as a franchise can go either way and it'd still be good. So you know what the most nail-biting part of Majora's Mask is? Where you have to reunite the lovers, and it happens with, like, 
10 seconds to go before the world ends and then you have to time travel out of there like immediately you have to like get the dialogue through like hurry up finish your dialogue finish your dialogue time travel time travel time travel <laughs> oh man you you know exactly what i'm talking about yeah i you know, i want to get the master quest um disc that they had for the game uh gamecube remember that yeah i had both majora's mask and the uh, uh ocarina of time master quest on there I wanted to play it just for Four Swords Adventures. Oh, just because it would be a different Zelda game. Yeah. They had, I remember um, that was what? who was it that was making a mirror version of the game? So, like, instead of, for instance, going left to go to something, you'd actually have to go right. It's it's basically reversed. Everything's in reverse, and that makes the game oh, that almost would impossible. Mess with me so hard too. Yeah, I want to play these fucking castles. I want to play that randomizer of Link to the Past that I've heard of where everything's in it. Everything's in a random chest. So you have mm-hmm. no idea what you're going to get and you have to fight through the game. Oh, dude, you either get you could get super lucky or super unlucky. Can yep. you imagine going to a chest, opening it up and you're needing something to get through the fucking dungeon and you you got coins? Yep. Or like. In the very first, it, like right in Link's house, when you open it up, you get the hook shot, and you're just like, "All right, well, let's go dominate the the map now." Because game over, we fucking win I, already. I can act. I can do lots of stuff with this. Yeah, I got. I have to try that. I've heard that it just sounds like something that would be right up my alley. Yeah, I'd go for that in different games that I would be more familiar <clears> with, like maybe a Castlevania Symphony of the Night randomizer. Oh my god, god how hard oh would that god. be? It'd be impossible. <laughs> It'd be it'd be impossible to get through the the to uh, what's call it the actual true ending because I couldn't imagine that we would hide everything in the first castle. Yeah, maybe they have to have like the the goggles have to be the same yeah. place. They would have so, to have yeah that at least so you can make it to the second castle because what kind of fucking shitty ass luck that would be? It'd be in the upside down <laughs> <laughs> like so. Fuck. I really want to. I really want to use this as my segue into my my top ten list. But I have to mention this before I forget. Have you guys heard of this new Batman movie, where it has an it's an interactive movie and there's seven different endings? No, I haven't. If you heard about this, yeah, it's, like it's a, a choose your own adventure book. But it's a choose your own adventure Batman movie. Yes. Oh my god! Like a fan made thing. Uh no, I think it's legitimate. I think it's a legitimate thing. Yeah, it's um, because one of my friends has it. It's called Batman, A Death in the Family. It's based on the four issue comic book arc that was in 1998. It's as the Joker brutally kills the second Robin, Jason Todd, in the aftermath that follows. And there are there are seven different endings. We do. Actually, from what I understand from somebody who has it, if you let Joker kill Robin and do the Red Hood stuff, you only get one ending. So there actually has to be there actually has to be different uh, different choices. Yeah, every choice has consequences. And that just sounds like a blast. It just came out. It's a new animated movie. I feel like that would have been something awesome for like. Oh, no, it came out in the day. You know what? Hold on. I'm wrong. It came out in July last year, and we all apparently missed this entirely. <laughs> so, really, I like—I've never even heard of it. I feel I like only this would have been just awesome as a game format. 
You know what I mean? Well, they, it was apparently inspired by the Telltale series. So there you go. Yeah. There you... Those Telltale games, which are choose your own adventures, practically. Those are really good, too. Yep. I've played uh, the Lord of the Rings one. Yeah, I've played I've played the uh, the Game of Thrones one. And I have played oh, what was the other one that I played? I There were two of them that I actively actually played. I played it, the first season of Walking Dead that they did. Walking Dead. That's it. I played. Uh, Walking I Dead. played uh, Wolf Among Us. And I played the first Batman. I did not play Wolf Among Us, but yeah, that was so much fun. I think I did the uh, first Batman and I can't find it now. And I don't think you can find it, but there was a Borderlands one. Yes, it did. Yes, Tales from the Borderlands. That's why I also did that one. So cool. I wonder Choose why you- they, like, and that company went under it too, didn't it? I feel like yeah. they don't make anything anymore. And that's yep, sad. They went under. It's like out of nowhere. <clears throat> Somebody needs to buy that concept. And so I guess they- the, the issue was that the games were acclaimed, but <clears throat> people weren't fucking buying them. But they were winning so many awards. That was, yeah, that was they were so good. Everyone loved them, but apparently people weren't buying them. People weren't actually. Buying <clears throat> well, good job, good job, people. You just killed a, just killed the company. Well, how many great television shows are critically acclaimed? Everyone that watches it loves it, but canceled because no one watches it. Firefly. Firefly. <laughs> there we go. Firefly. Angel, critically acclaimed, and then they canceled that. Yeah, I mean, there you go. Glow? Well, that was a victim of COVID, but critically acclaimed. Yeah. No, you are 100% right about that. Well, that's going to lead us into the top 10 challenge that I accepted from Brian James Leon. The top 10 video game sequels that I want. And I thought this would be an interesting list because my list will be vastly different from the two of yours because I am more of a classic gamer. And my list is focusing on a lot of games that haven't had sequels either ever or in a really long time. And we need to see something else pop up already. So that's where I'm going to go with this. Would you guys like to hear my top 10 list of wanted game sequels? Yes. And Contra better be on it. (laughs) <laughs> there was a contra game last year it was awful was there a contra game last year because i i didn't fucking hear this or it was the year before or whatever they really messed with the formula and it was not good contra is not on the list but because i all of my favorite games come from the pixelated era the very very first i i actually had considered among us for the list but then i was like no because they've talked about a sequel, but they're still improving the game that they're doing now. So now uh, the first game I thought of for number 10 is Bubble Bobble. Do you remember Bubble Bobble on the NES? It's one of my favorite games. Anybody play this? Anybody heard of this? Oh, I, I heard of it. I never played it. You're the weird little dinosaurs and then you shoot bubbles out and you catch people. Yes, you're a dinosaur. You shoot bubbles. You you trap the enemies in bubbles and then you have to break the bubbles. And there's 100 levels and each level gets more complicated as to how you're going to platform to get around. It's a one. They're one screen levels in the first game, at least. And you have to utilize items to get power ups and defeat the enemies. The enemies get tougher then they can shoot stuff at you. And if you don't 
break the bubble in time, the enemy breaks out and it's now it's even faster. And if you take too long to beat the level, an unkillable enemy pops up. It's basically uh, a skeleton whale pops up and you can't beat it and it can travel through walls and it basically just kills you. So the game punishes you for taking too long to beat levels. Oh my god. Pause would be your best friend in that game. (laughs) Yes. Also... The game encourages you to play with friends. So if you play with a second person, you get the true ending. Because if you beat the game by yourself, you don't get the true ending. You have to play it with a friend. Well, that's sad because video games back in the day, you pretty much didn't have friends. That's why you got video games. (laughs) (laughs) I played this game with my mom. It was a fun game. It's like the ultimate nerd thing is to say that I played it with my mom. I don't think my mom like plays any no. video games. Well, that's a I lie. Was... I got her. I showed her Candy Crush, and I feel bad now because that's all she ever plays. But up until then, I don't think she played any video games. I think she tried Mario once, and then died mom... because she touched something she shouldn't have touched. And so, then, and, yeah. So Christmas morning, I hooked up my brand new Xbox 360 and Guitar Hero, and. We passed the guitar around, and <laughs> my mom, mom, if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry I have to tell this story, but it's funny, and you know it's funny. My mom puts the guitar on and starts playing and is not even 20 seconds into the song before she's officially failed out of it and booed off stage and was laughing so hard she was in a wheeze because of how badly she failed to play the song. Just, er, er, it was like a... Uh, to make the South Park joke, it's like when Randy Marsh tried this, tried to play his son's game. Because remember, oh, he can play. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, guitar uh, the, clear up. Yeah, I was actually thinking of the other one, the uh, Make Love Not War, uh, the World of Warcraft one. No, but that's he, he couldn't play video games in that either. How do I? No, he couldn't. Drop this item. <laughs> uh, bring up your control, sc- your inventory screen. Okay. Now what? (laughs) (laughs) No, but that's like the best thing, right? Is he's watching them play Guitar Hero and he busts out his real guitar and he's actually playing Carry On My Wayward Son, which was the song they were playing. And he's just like, guys, I can show you guys how to play this song for real. Like, yeah, real guitars are for old people, Mr. Marsh. So he sneaks downstairs. And of course, you know, Carry On My Wayward Son by Boston. It's uh, or Kansas, Kansas, Kansas. Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Boston has the uh, the friggin' the other song that's in Rock Band that's so much fun to play. Uh, long time foreplay, where the whole thing is if you're the singer, yeah, you sit back for like the first two minutes while they play foreplay, and then the rest of it's you. I always get, I always mix up those two names when I bring up those two songs because they have the same, the same kind of like basic fit. But anyway, um, so. The Kansas song is playing. It's uh, as Carl on Aqua Teen Hunger Force says, the greatest rock song of all time. And he's kind of bopping to it and he throws up the horns and everything. And then it cuts into the guitar solo and it's just, "Er, er, 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 er," and they just boo him off stage and he just sadly walks away. Exactly what it looks like. (laughs) But. My mom used to play vintage video games with me all the time. We would always play Dr. Mario against each other, and she was good. And with Bubble Bobble, we would get really, really far in that game and have fun playing it. 
And then, of course, we would try to play like Mario Kart and she would do the classic turn the lean with the controller to try to turn the steering wheel. Well, yeah, obviously. Which never worked. But uh, but yeah, so and sh- an honorable mention to Rock Band and Guitar Hero, because I'd like to see those franchises come back on new generations because I might actually get into them again. I don't have any of my stuff anymore. I got rid of it all when we moved to Pennsylvania. But I still have the guitars and the microphone. I actually I do still have a, the microphone um, in a box. I think there's a PC version where you can like, and it literally constantly gets updated with new songs and stuff. Like people make them. People take the songs and then they make their own. Uh, I say even at it's even like taken down all the way. It's a good karaoke set, right? Like right, absolutely. Yeah, the and best the, and cheapest karaoke. The first device. song, first song I ever five starred was. Uh, the the portal song, yeah, because they they released it as a bonus track, and I had to download it immediately. I had to buy it immediately. Did and... you do the meowing version where you just meow the entire time? No, you go, meow 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 meow. I did not do that. Yeah, meow 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 meow. And then I was like, I'm gonna totally five star Timmy in the Lords of the Underworld, and then I totally didn't five star it. Oh, hell no, dude. <laughs> There's so yeah. many different things. Oh my god. Da 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 Timmy! Because you have to do all the Timmies too. Do 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 and the lords of the underworld. It fills my heart with pain. And when boys start to sleep with girls, Beasel Bubble rise again. Timmy! And I'm like, fuck up, that's where I was blowing it. You're blowing it on the Timmy? I'm like this is and then then I five starred friggin' uh, sabotage by Beastie Boys because it's you're just talking through the whole thing. Yeah, because <laughs> it's a rap, so they don't you don't have to hit notes. All you have to do is just say something during the time. The words, yeah. You like recite uh, <laughs> a presidential address. A, it was such a fun party game to play. I do kind of miss it. That'll be my honorable mention. But Bubble Bobble, I'd like to see a true sequel to. I want to see because. We all know side scrollers have made a comeback. So why not get a new bubble bobble in this day and age? Because after after the bubble bobble and the underrated and very rare sequel, but my sister's got it, that one's worth money. After they came out on the NES, the dinosaurs were done after that. All they ever did from that point on was bust a move. That was like Taito's big thing was the bust a move puzzle puzzle game, and they were in that. Puzzle Bobble, as it is also known as. But what the hell? Bubble Bobble 3 needs to happen. That's number 10 on my list. Number 9 on my list. <clears throat> so, they released a game on... This was one of the only Kinect games I ever actively played. And that was Disneyland Adventures, where you went through Disneyland, and you did the Kinect stuff, and you would hang out and meet characters, and then you'd go on the rides and you'd play the mini games and everything. It was just kind of like like Lego game, but it was Disney stuff. Yeah, it was fun nonsense. (laughs) And there was a version of it on Steam where you could actually use the controller and everything. And of course, I preferred that because, you know, the Kinect. But where's my Disney World adventures where you can go to Epcot and Animal Kingdom and Hollywood Studios? Where's my Disney World adventures, guys? What are we doing? So, yeah, Disney we World need, Adventures. That we need that. That's number 9. Disney World Adventures with with all the parks. We need it. I need it. Need it. Need it. Anyway, 
Give it to me. At number eight, where is my true sequel to Star Wars Rogue Squadron? We had a great one on the GameCube, and where's my Rogue Squadron? I know they released the uh, the Star Wars Squadron game, and that didn't get good reviews because these companies don't know how to make these games anymore. We need a true sequel to Star Wars Rogue Squadron, and with the movie coming out in the next couple of years, what a perfect time to do it, to bring that storyline to life in the video game and tie it in to the old Rogue Squadron. Can we get it? Should we get it? Should we should we get, get it. It's a yes. Can we get it? Is a different story. I'm, ag- well, I'm agreeing with you on this one. The list isn't necessarily games we can get. It's games we want. Because if it was games we could get, my number one wouldn't exist. You will get to that. But yeah, I want Rogue Squadron. Which was one of my all-time favorite Star Wars games. It was so good. So much fun. I wasted so much time playing that game. Just for fun. Replaying the levels. You unlocked the Corvette. They had the the V-Wing, which we had never seen before. It was the first time we got to fly the Naboo Starfighter. Ah, oh, so good. So much fun. Great friggin' game. So let's move on to number seven. Now, I know we are getting Grand Theft Auto 6. We know we're getting it. We've heard about it. People have, there's been tons of rumors where it's going to take place, what era and everything else, and Ryan Reynolds and a female protagonist and all that stuff. We know we're getting it, right? We know we're getting Grand Theft Auto 6. We obviously just got a sequel slash prequel to Red Dead Redemption. So we've expanded on that story as well. So you're going with Bully. Yes, I am. And I even came up with a concept for what I would do for a Bully sequel. So this time around, you're the prefect, right? You're the prefect. You're the you're the student. You're, you're still going to classes, but you got to monitor the halls. And now there's another kid who's doing the bully stuff that's rebellious and everything. But the twist is that you end up befriending him and they kind of get you out of your stuffy shell. So the sequel to Bully would be the prefect. And I would be all for that. And then eventually you get kicked out and now you're the outcast in the town. You oh, gotta and you're like, back oh if you do that again, you'll never be head boy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And then you realize, fuck being head boy. <laughs> yeah, being head boy <laughs> would be shitty. I like the rebellious life better. Hell, you can even make it. You can make the. Uh, you can even do a lame ass romance storyline with it. The bully, the the bully rebellious, could be a girl and gets you out of your stuffy shell. It could be like the, the the friggin' goth girl, the punk girl, and you're the nerd. Panic pixie dream girl. Sure. Why not? Why the hell not? So, yeah, I think that Bully 2 needs to happen. I thought that game was fun as hell. That was the first game I truly 100%ed with achievements, too, because I had 100%ed other games before, but they were easy games. This was the first one where the achievements actually took skill, and I grinded for that because there was some shit you had to grind for, but it was so much fun. I never played it. You'd like it. it. You I never like got it. very far in it, but I definitely I had it, and so 
Uh, I think you would like it. It's fun. It's a it's a different kind of of game concept. We talking like uh, Xbox 360? Like what? What are we? 360. This came out and a PS2, Xbox that one and beginning of the next generation. Yeah, okay. Bully Scholarship Edition came out for Xbox 360 with the achievements and everything. So. So no Steam. Got it. <laughs> I don't know. It might be. I know that. I think they're pretty sure they made a digital version of it. Did they? Well, let's look. I'll look. All right. Let's open let's Steam, go. everybody. Updating Steam, verifying installation. Son of a bitch. I, la- I have that <laughs> game, too. <laughs> I have that game, too. <laughs> uh all right, so what's your number? What's what? What's number eight? That was number seven. We're counting down. What's that? So, oh, my bad. Yeah, Bubble oh, Bobble. Hey, they have, they have bully. They do have bully. Scholarship. Eric, I, Eric, I recommend it. I think you'd have a lot of fun with it. It is fun. It really is. Single player. Very positive reviews. Okay, sold. Yeah, I think you'd like it, dude. I really do. I really do. As as Eric buys it live on the nerd table. Yeah, I mean it's GTA, right but you're at a prep school. You're at a so prep school, yeah. Instead of guns, you have like a slingshot and cherry bombs. Yeah, and you do pranks. There's there's a mission where you're in the town and you have to smash all the lawn gnomes. You know, it's. But the other and the other thing is you have to attend the classes to get all the achievements. You have to attend the classes. Some of them are actually kind of hard. I remember the music class gave me yeah, a lot of trouble. In the classes, or like, but if you don't get to class in time, then the prefects will get you. They start chasing you. It's like it's like running from the cops in Grand Theft Auto. Oh, they start chasing you down. But once you actually like beat the classes, you can just walk through the hallway, and it's like, oh, I don't have to go to that class anymore. And they're just like, hey, because you already passed science when you aced three. <laughs> Quizzes or whatever. You get get achievements. I remember you get achievements for making out with all the girls, but then you also get achievements for making out with like the four guys that have homosexual tendencies. (laughs) Equal opportunity, man. Yeah. Yeah. Play bully. I think I really think you'd like it. All right. So let's go to number six. Um, how many Pokemon are there now? Million. A lot, right? Yeah. A shit ton. A lot. So too many, too many, some would say. So why haven't we gotten a Pokemon Stadium three? Where that's the whole thing is you just battle. You choose your team and then you go and you battle. And There's you no fight the gym leaders and <laughs> Yes, I, there is. People would you, love that. Yeah, I know. People would absolutely love it. Here's what I actually was talking about this with someone else. Um they need to turn it into not a MOBA type game, right? Because you don't want to play League of Legends with Pokemon, even though that does sound fucking cool as shit. But oh, so you would, so you and Mac can rage quit at Pokemon too? Yeah, basically. <laughs> but like, <laughs> who are you kidding here? You you would have your um, like a level up system, it built in to the actual combat itself, right? So like, let's say yes, um, you you do a move. And it's successful. You get so much experience, and then that move becomes stronger. And then 
you know, basically you're just they they slowly regain health, right? As you pull them back, they slowly regain a certain amount of health per per level, or not per level, yeah, per level per round, and then you can switch out, and then the whole thing is you're just constantly switching and doing out moves like you would in a normal Pokemon game, but every move gives experience to whoever's out there, so you're incentivized of keeping that that Pokemon out there for a long period of time so they can level up faster and be stronger but the longer you leave him out there the lower his hp is going to be and then you need to pull him back or else you risk wiping your strong person so there's that that back and forth anyway i I talked about making a game similar to what you're talking about and i i feel like it could work but they would want they would charge you like they would have their entire catalog of pokemon you would only be able to pick the six, right? And then you'd have six free every week. They would rotate or whatever. But if you love the Pokemon, you would have to buy them. So I like that killer free. And then they'd make like five bucks. So I wouldn't like that. I would not like that. But that's how they yes, would do would. it. That's exactly how they would do it. Or you would ha- you would get in-game currency and unlock it. And then there'd be costumes and stuff. There'd be holidays event. You'd be like, you know, a Christmas uh, or a Santa Pikachu or a uh, a Santa. Uh, I mean, yeah, whatever, I get it. Know? But the the basic concept of the battle simulator was popular. Is popular. People like to just go in and have battles. There is so many Pokemon they would have to do it that way, though. Like, yeah, they might, you know? especially with all the variants now with the Alolan versions and the Galarian versions or whatever. But. I mean, I'm I'm against that idea, but I do think another battle, and I think that the gym leader tower would be awesome because of all the different gym leaders that there are now. Like you can have fun with that. One thing I've always said, if they ever for the the actual Pokemon MMO, and they kind of do this with the uh, with the field now in Sword and Shield, is the idea that when you're encountering the wild Pokemon their level are kind of congruent to what you already have in your party, which I think is an important way of doing it. So like that way, if you do venture back to an older area and you find older Pokemon, you're not just running through them. You can still get experience points by being near the beginning of the game because yes, they're Pidgeys, but they're stronger Pidgeys now. Yeah, I agree with that. Some sort of, um, leveling system that keeps everything you know who did you know who did that well you know who did that well borderlands yeah borderlands did that well we could throw them back out there yeah borderlands i think did that well i think the battle simulator needs to come in now truthfully what i want is the open world mmo pokemon game where you only have to buy the one game every pokemon's accessible you just have to track them down including things like Charizards in the wild, kind of like Pokemon Go. You just have to track them down. But it's the full-ass MMO. Every gym leader is accessible, the whole thing. I've written out a proposal for it. They have um, a game out currently. It's called Temtem. Yes. Steam. It is a I've heard of this. Pokemon MMO-type game, and I like the way that they're doing it, where... You have all your common Pokemon are available pretty much wherever, you know, you can find them. The uncommons are sprinkled around. 
uh, you do have rare Pokemon can like contained into their regions or whatever. And then right. their legendary Pokemons are actual events that happen in game. So like, let's say, um, this week it's going to be a thunderstorm or whatever. Um, and there's a massive yeah. thunderstorm that hits this certain area. And then you go to that area and you find like a Zapdos, right? That's what's causing that's the cool. thunderstorm. That's so, cool. That's what they're trying. That's the to way to do it. There you go. Now you just hit the nail on the head. That's exactly how I would do it. Right there. Well, there you go. There you go. Look at that. It already exists, so there's no excuse. There's no excuse. I don't want to hear excuses. I'm going to hear excuses, aren't I? And you know, for the people and, who love their normal Pokemon games, you can just add the generic story that they've been doing for the last fucking 15, 20 years now. Exactly. Beat all the gym leaders and go battle of Elite Four. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, you know what I've always said would have been a really fun game if you could actually play a game and follow Ash's journey. You're actually Ash, right? And you follow his journey. Bonding with Pikachu, battling Team Rocket, all these other air. I've always said they should do something like that, and I don't know why they haven't. I feel like that's what Yellow was supposed to be, and they just didn't nail it. Yeah, Yellow was supposed to be that, and they didn't hit it. They did. They they tried, and they didn't. They didn't hit it. Also, here was my other idea for this Pokemon for that idea of a Pokemon game. You get to choose three starters. You get you get one of each type, but you can only choose one from each generation. So, do you choose Charmander or Cyndaquil? Because that can be your fire starter. Or do you get Bulbasaur? Do you get Trico? Twisted fire starter. First off, first off, everybody knows the best fire starter to get would be Torchic. That's false. No, it is not. Blaziken <laughs> is a fucking beast. I know, I know it is. <laughs> but Incineroar is in Smash Brothers, so okay, eat it. Yeah. <laughs> Incineroar's got a freaking championship belt around its waist, so I'm just saying. There's other options. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's that's one way to do it. But I also would I also would have the option of having more starters. Pikachu and Eevee would also be choices, but you can find them in the wild, but you ain't going to find them for a while. So if you're just like, well, I want I want my Pikachu now, you can eventually find the Charmanders out there. But again, you'd make them rare. Yeah. And you'd have to go to a certain location where they are and it, they might be hard to track down. So, but we'll, okay, in a future episode, I will do my full on proposal because I've written this out for a Kanto region with just the original 150. We'll do that in a future episode. Let's do. Let's finish up my list, though. Okay. Now we're in the top five. Okay, we're going to go back to Star Wars here. So this game is canon. It's always been canon. It never got erased from canon. It's a fantastic story. It is different. It was revolutionary, and it was fun. And the main character lives if you beat it on a harder difficulty, so there's no excuse to not continue the story of Dash Rendar. And do Shadows of the Empire 2. Dash Rendar lives. So, Shadows of the Empire 2. Just just imagine that. Surprisingly, have not played. There's a bunch of Star Wars games I have not played. 
It was one of the first N64 games, too. And the very first level is the Battle of Hoth. You're flying the snow speeder, and you get to tie up the AT-ATs and just trip them. You, well, you can tie them up. You don't have to, but... I mean, it's kind of... It's the right thing to do. It is, right. You can just blast them till they're done, but you get better... You get you get challenge points and stuff like that. And then it's it's got the flight simulator stuff. It's got a speeder bike level. It's got one where you're in the cockpit shooting asteroids. Um, it has the, the, the big final battle with the space station. There's friggin' X-Wings and TIE Fighters everywhere. It has... Uh, and then it's got the other levels where you're you're platforming and you're shooting. And the bo- one of the bosses is IG-88. One of the bosses is Boba Fett. And it's got the whole movie soundtrack in it. It's a fantastic game. And it is considered canon. Because Dash Rendar's ship makes a cameo appearance in the special edition of New Hope. Dash Rendar's canon. So yeah, Shadows of the Empire 2. What happens next to Dash Rendar's story? We find out. After he blows up the space station with Prince Shizor in it. Because if you beat it on easy, the insinuation is that he died. But if you beat it on the other difficulties, you get the real ending. And he lived. Shadows of the Empire 2, make it happen. At number four. We released that one so we could play it. Because now I fucking want to play it. Yeah, there you go. It's fun, dude. And that's the thing. It's only 10 levels, but they're fun. Uh, the Wampas suck ass, by the way. Trying to shoot Wampas. Holy shit, is that hard. All right. At number four, this is one that you're going to love, Eric. Because you love this game. I know you love this game. So do you remember on the Nintendo DS, they released Link Between Worlds, and it was actually a true sequel to Link to the Past, my favorite game of all time? Yes. Yes, yep. I know. Yep. Yep. Well, after after replaying that remake on the Switch of Link's Awakening and that ambiguous ending where did the island exist? Was it a dream? How badly was the windfish fucking with you? We get Link's Awakening 2. Does he rediscover the island? Does he discover a new island? Is he still asleep? Is he still <laughs> sleeping? Links Awakening Link. 2. How fast would you play that game? How fast? You would be in line to buy it. I'm already looking it up. <laughs> I know, right? You're like, yeah, make this happen. Make it happen, damn it. By the way, that remake was so good. It was perfect. They nailed everything in that one. The arts, even the, the art style and the, the graphical improvements and seeing the, the whole world in 3D, the music that they redid. The, oh, I, I absolutely love that remake. There is only one part of it that literally like made me upset, and that was um, w- when you first start playing it, the world is 3D, but the upper half and the lower half are blurred. So seeing that blurriness, I don't like that. And I wish there was a way to fucking turn that off. I get that. That's but it's kind of gripe. because everything's out of focus because you're not supposed to see those parts yet. Right. But again, that's part that's also an issue with the map itself because the map was designed to be screen to screen, which is what Zelda games were at the time. Yeah. So I get that. I get that. 
I, I understand that, but my God, was it good? Yeah. And I love the, the little changes they made. They added the new stuff. You had the seashell finder, and there were new ways to get seashells. There were more of them. There were more pieces of heart. I'm happy there but, were more seashells because, good God. There were even new ways to battle some of the villains. That was really clever. I loved it. Loved it. Absolutely friggin' loved it. Fuck the Eagle's Tower. That level's so hard, but it's so good. But it's so hard. Fuck that tower. Fuck that damn tower. All right, there you go. At number three, this is one I know Dan is going to get behind. So Dan and I do the stupid sexy podcast where we review every Simpsons ever. And there have been a lot of Simpsons games out there. Yes, only only two and a half are good. Yes, and most people agree that the Simpsons hit and run is one of the best ones. It was basically Simpsons GTA. Well, I want a sequel to that. And I'm not alone because the internet wants this to happen badly. Very, very badly. I feel like the Simpsons as a franchise could release a game every year covering the past season. And it'd still be phenomenal every single time. Well, here's the problem. Most Simpsons games suck ass. <laughs> yeah. A lot not the most of them of the suck Simpsons ass. creators. It's not their fault. No, that's yeah. I agree. Sim- but the the game creators, I mean, uh, god, Bart versus the Space Mutants and Bart versus the World were potential to be so much fun and they were not. They were not. And then there was uh, the Radioactive Man, Bartman game. That was friggin' impossible. And then I, I tried some of the Game Boy games because I was like, Bart versus the Beanstalk. I'm like, this is impossible. <clears throat> and then I tried the Treehouse of Horror game because I was so excited that that existed. And that was fucking impossible. Ugh. Like, and, and, and not not impossible because the games were, were challenging. They, they, this wasn't a Dark Souls thing. This was fucking broken controls and... Just bad shit. And that was always the problem. That's why the Simpsons game was such a fun game. Because it fixed a lot of that stuff. Hmm. But yeah, did you actually play that one? The Simpsons game itself on the new gen systems? No, because it was- um, I have not. Dan? 360, yep. You get a trophy just for hitting start. Yeah, easiest achievement <laughs> ever is the, the name of the achievement. And it's one of those ones where you can press any, almost any button and it'll happen. So you can press X on your Xbox 360 controller and it would work and you get the achievement. <laughs> you didn't even yeah. press start. Didn't even press start. I love uh, and I love that the, the final boss is a DDR battle against God. Yeah, but you play them on all three consoles, but they're all named they're all changed the name yeah. so it's like the christ box 360 and the the prey station and the he and the he yeah <laughs> yep. <laughs> my favorite like- is um when they they go into one of the worlds and it's the designer the we got one of the guys that did it was like a sim city designer and he's like and it all fell apart when i tried to make sim sandwich 
My favorite is when there is a when you're actually battling Matt Groening as a villain. Yeah, and he sends out Bender and Doctor Zoidberg. Zoidberg and Bender at you. So the Futurama characters are villains in the Simpsons game. Wow. Oh, it's so good. It's funny as hell. And it's interspersed with actual animation from the show with That's an so original good. story. And it has the tutorial level that mocks you for being a tutorial level. And oh, and my favorite are the, the video game cliches that you find with the comic book guy. Like when you hit the invisible boundary and he pops up, he's like, oh, the game creators won't let you go any further, but they're too lazy to put something else in here. Or the double jump. The double jump is lazy thing. Or like if you fall in the water and you drown, it's just like, oh, I, once again, your video game character can't swim. How original. You get an achievement for finding all of them. Uh, that's It's so much fun. But yeah, Simpsons, Simpsons Hit and Run was, a, was just too damn fun. And I think that should make a comeback. And once again, I am not alone on that one. Simpsons Hit and Run. All right. That game was like 04, 05. Like there's been yeah. another 15 years of stuff to reference. Yep. <laughs> We can make this happen. And I remember I remember how much I love just playing Simpsons Road Rage and how much fun that was. And I love when you could like unlock the Homer as the car that you could drive. Oh, and if it was Christmas, Apu's car was Christmas themed. Yes. If your system said it was Christmas. We only found out because we brought the PlayStation to my grandparents' house for Christmas to just mess around in a couple of stuff. And we put we put in we put in the game. And all of a sudden, there's Apu with a special Christmas car. And we're like, holy shit. <laughs> so, That's crazy. That's funny. At, at number two on the list, everybody out there knows that Half-Life 3 is probably never going to happen. And if Half-Life 3 is not going to happen, it needs we to can't happen. even get episode three. They hate three so much. <sighs> and if if... That's not going to happen. Then we Alex though last year, so I mean we got something. Yeah, that's true. But if that's not going to happen, there's a good chance that I'm never going to get Portal Three. No, Portal Three will happen. Portal Three is their fucking bread and butter. That's their money maker. They'll make another Portal Three. The LOL. I want it. Well, it's only been like six years since Portal. It's been. When yeah, did Portal it's been a long Two? Fucking to, yeah, let's look that up. It's been nearly twenty years since Half Life Two. Yeah. <laughs> when did we get Portal Two? What year was that? Two thousand eleven. Right on three six. All right, it's been ten, 10 years. That's long enough. Yeah. Long enough. Let's go. Portal. Oh my god. Dude, so yeah. Like, so I I bought the orange box specifically because I was told that I had to play Portal. Now, of course, the first time I bought it, I'm like, well, I can't do Team Fortress because at the time I didn't have I wasn't paying for online. Because I was only I wasn't uh, I wasn't workingly independent and all that other stuff yet. So I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to do Team Fortress 2, but I will. I will. Pl- I want to play Half-Life because I I had that on CD-ROM. Holy shit, does that age you, huh? Do you imagine that? Half-Life on CD-ROM. Half-Life 3 on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. Like, holy shit. That, that's a hell of a, cha- of a change. CD-ROM yeah. to Steam is the... <laughs> so you're... I mean, 
fucking nuts. If Kingdom Hearts did it, you know. Yeah, and that made bank. So there you go. So, but one of my one of my coworkers, I, I was playing Half Life. I got pretty far into it, and then I was starting to get stuck. And you know, and so I'm like, all right, I need a break from this. I'm like, so let's try this Portal game out. Every he keep he keeps saying it was worth it just for Portal. Let's try this. And I remember that was I have never gotten that engrossed in a video game up to that point. You know, oh God, I couldn't I couldn't even tell you how long. But the friggin' the story, the way that it starts unfolding, and you start unveiling the layers, and it shit just gets creepier. And it's that right amount of challenge where when you figure out how to beat the level, you feel really fucking smart because it was challenging, but it's never so impossible that I needed a walkthrough. You know what I mean? I never had to look up how to do it. You're still able to figure it out. And I felt so good afterwards. And then, you know what you, you know what you have to do. You just got to figure out where how to, to do it. Exactly. Exactly. And Oh, and then when I found out there was going to be a sequel, I was so fucking pumped for it. And somehow the sequel was even better because it was more in depth and they brought in Stephen Merchant at Wheatley. All right. Uh, I need you to, to talk, say something, press A to talk. You hit it, you jump. Okay, you're jumping. What you're doing there is jumping. The humor is fucking perfect because when you bring in actors as stone as a, uh, yeah. Yeah, because when you bring in actual comedy writers to write a video game, you get actual comedy. And and then the, the twist with GLaDOS kind of becoming your ally and a potato, and then you have to fight Wheatley at the end, and then that twist ending, and then the songs. Each one of them has an original song over the credits, and they're both brilliant. Portal 3. Portal 3. There's only one game that could possibly exist that I would want more than Portal 3. And this one I know I'm not going to get. I know I'm never getting this. But I want it more than any other video game sequel in the world. I want Super Mario RPG 2. And I will never have it. But I want it more than any other video game that will ever exist. I agree with you on that one. Uh, they they need to make more. I mean, they've made that. Well, that's the thing. They've already made other Mario RPGs. They've done Superstar. They've done Paper. RPGs, yeah, they started doing Mario. Yeah. So Paper Mario it, is pretty much what killed off people. Uh, the Super Mario RPG. And Nintendo and Square just can't agree to disagree. And you can put fucking Cloud and Smash Brothers. But yeah, they can't. Get, you know, they can't get Gino. They can't get Gino. So. What it basically boils down to is you will will you ever get another adventure with Mallow and Gino? Will Booster ever come back? Will Smitty make a return? Will the Axum Rangers ever parody Power Rangers even more? And now we have Axum Rangers in space and Axum Rangers Dino Thunder. Like I mean you can imagine there's twenty five more years of Power Rangers lore to make fun of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> but just imagine a Mario open world rpg now with the uh i mean you you see how you can do a new zelda game with these graphics you have the top-down look with mario and an open world map and rpg style battles 
you bring in you you create new characters you engross the story you can make bowser an ally again now you actually use luigi this time now you can bring in freaking wario and waluigi and rosalina and all these new characters they've created it is possible and it can be done i know uh the issue is i want to want to use all of them and you only get to have like two or three friends in those games with you at all times like honestly what's really fucking sad is that i didn't even bother to think about huh i wonder what luigi's doing throughout all all of this shit not once while i was playing that fucking game that i was just like what's luigi doing do you know where luigi is in that game fuck no he's in two he's in two places do you know what they are nope one when you go to the wishing world you find one of the wishing stars and it's i wish i could be like my big brother mario and the other one is in the instruction manual where Luigi pops up. He's like, I'm not in this game, but I'm in the instruction manual to tell you how to play. It. <laughs> oh, like, so mean. Like his one thing in the game is him wishing he was more like his brother. Fuck that, dude. Yeah, Luigi's awesome. Luigi, deserves Luigi, more. Is Luigi awesome. sucks ass in Smash Brothers, but Luigi's Mansion was cool as hell. So. Yeah, Luigi's Mansion is the shit. All three of them, dude. Well, I, I didn't play the, second the first one, one. but. I did. Yeah, I did not play the second one, but I, I really want to play the third one. It looks like so much fun. A little Luigi's Mansion action. So there you go. That's my top ten. That's a good ten. That's a good ten. And Honestly, it would be vastly different than either of yours because you guys are big are bigger gamers than me. Uh, yeah, so yeah. there you go. There, there's certain games that I I want them to remake, and that I wish would get a like a, a really good. Uh, Sequel. One of them is Xeno Gears. Okay. Xeno, uh, and then I mentioned Contra. There, there's a lot of classic games that I would like there's a sequel, but I would also want them to remake. All right. Just because. Gentlemen, for next week's show, I have a top 10 challenge for the two of you. Oh, shit. Who wants the, Who wants it first? Because they're different challenges. I'll take Uh-oh. your sloppy seconds. <laughs> All right, Eric, I want you to put your money where your mouth is. I want you to come up with your top 10 all-time favorite anime series. Jeez. Top 10 all-time favorite anime series. Yep. Give me that one because I'll be like, here's, and we're starting at number two. <laughs> with the only two I've ever seen. Nope. <laughs> nope. Top 10 nope, nope, anime nope. series. Top 10 anime series can i do what i grew up with or what i would say top 10 now whatever you want it's your top 10 list oh. interpret it however you want okay all right i'll, I'll get done if you want to sp- if you want to specify one of those we can do it that way i'm actually actually i'd i'd like to hear what you think are the top 10 now with top retrospect now. yeah okay that's what i think i want to know because so, your opinions can change over time. Right. Okay. Yeah, I can do that. And this has to be actual Japanese animation. If I hear Avatar The Last Airbender or the fucking Boondocks. Boondocks that's... is fucking great. It's gold. It is, <laughs> it is gold. But it is not anime. It is anime okay. inspired. Don't pull that shit on me because <laughs> goddamn it. I see one more of those fucking top 10 lists where they're just like, <laughs> Avatar The Last Airbender is a fantastic anime. I'm like, what the f- mm. Uh, All right, Dan, okay. Dan, yours is a little more personalized. 
I want you to come up with your top 10 favorite vinyl albums in your collection. Oh, God damn. Because <laughs> you're a vinyl collector and you've got quite a, quite a bit now. I want you to break it down. Why are, why are they in your top 10? Is it because you like the, the is it because you like all the songs on the album or was it the album itself with the, the lore behind it or the rarity of it that makes it a valued part of your collection? Do you accept these challenges, boys? I accept. Anyway, so Legend of Korra is a great anime. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Top 10 anime betrayals. <laughs> Eric, Eric picks a non-anime. Uh, oh, Dan, do you accept? Is this possible? In the words of Floyd Mayweather, I accept. Ugh. Remember? Asshole. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> uh, try not to. All righty. Um, I've I've got a couple of people in uh, uh, con- potential guests for future episodes here that I really want to bring in. And uh, but what I'd like to do real quick is I'd like to give a shout out to the members of our Nerd Table fan community. We have a small little community on Facebook, just a couple of us. And uh, if you guys want to join it, you are welcome to. The only rule is to we want you to try to be active in the community. Uh, you don't have to go nuts sharing memes and shit like that. You don't have to, but we want you to to participate and like stuff and follow the podcast and everything. And we've had a couple of people that have joined, and I want to go through the um, the listenership, and I want to give shoutouts. And each one of us will pick a group member and give them a shout out. Uh, any of you guys want to give a quick little shout out? Yeah, I got mine. Yeah, who's your shout out to? This one's to Obed Figueroa Ramos. Ramos. He is putting together a D&D game, and it looks like maybe Brian and I will be playing. Well, excellent. All right. All right, Obed. Thank you very much, sir, by the way. You are a... He, he's been a he's been a great group member to have because he's very interactive with us. And while I do not know him personally, I know he was brought in through Jason Shin. Uh, he seems like a very good man, good guy to to have hanging around. So yes, uh, I will do not. I would love to join your game, sir. I do not have the time in the week right now to dedicate to a game, but I am very excited at the concept that you are going to possibly be going through this. So yes. And I'm yes, completely yes. down. So if you, if you need another, just let me know what day. There you go. Time. Well, there you go. My friends. All right. So that's uh that's one shout out here. Uh, Eric, do you have a shout out you'd like to give? Uh, yeah, I'd like to shout out. Chris O'Mealy. Um, Hi. He's a good. He's a good guy. He's a, <laughs> Is no, it fine? Uh, <laughs> well, I like to shout out Banana, also known as Hannah. Hannah. Uh, yeah, I know she listens to the show, uh, and uh, that. Yeah, I don't know. I just kind of. I've known her. For I know a she while listens now. to the show because she aggressively to... messaged yeah, she... me when I said Billy Joel sucked. <laughs> hey, she hadn't gotten to the part where I said I actually liked him, and I was fucking with a coworker. <laughs> She had, which meant she was listening to it there right then and had yeah. to message me in that moment to yell at me. 
Yeah, yeah, that's pretty accurate. I also get aggressive text messages. So uh, there's that. And, uh, you know, okay. uh, have Matt Sulo, I guess I can give him a shout out. Ah, that piece of trash. Yeah, he's always angry. That's why I hang out with him. <laughs> uh, and uh, who's, who else? Who else? Can I do more than one? I mean, I've already done two now. I mean, the, the idea was, the list, man. The idea okay, was to just do, was to just do one each, but you know what? Screw it. You're already down the rabbit hole. Go for another one. Nah, nah. I'm done. I'm done. All right. Well, we also established that you don't know a lot of people in the groups. Yeah, so. that's true. I already named like half the people I fucking know. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, should I give a shout out? Nah. Yeah, it's your idea. That'd be kind of shitty two, if you did it. So, I mean, we hit three already, so can you do that? Yeah. Can I? Can I? Can I do that? Okay. I have a shout out to my good friend Megan, Megan Marie in the group. She and I work together at Kilimanjaro Safari. We have shared. We basically talk every single day. She is the only person who takes Animal Crossing as seriously as Shannon and I do, and that means a lot. And when I say she takes it seriously, she will she creates her own amiibos for the villagers. She gets their photos and then she boots them the fuck out and gets another one. And she's gone through almost the entire freaking roster. But she gets it. She absolutely gets it. And I want Megan to come on a future show and discuss the, the world of mixed martial arts with us because she has good friends who have competed in high-profile fights. She just attended Bare Knuckle, the Bare Knuckle fight that was on Fight TV last night. She had media seats for it and has pictures with her friends who competed. And I think she needs to come on the show and discuss nerd culture. She's also a gamer, and she is hardcore into horror. So we can have a lot of conversations about that stuff. And Disney, she can share lots of Disney stories. Hi, Megan. Please join us on the show. Thank you. I found uh, we have lots of other fun people in this group that we we know, and we'll give we'll give some more shout outs. So, yes. Uh, and speaking of our group members, our wonderful group members participated in the entertainment challenge. Where I said, guys, drop them F-bombs in those movie quotes that don't have F-bombs in the movie itself. You've seen the meme, right? We talked about it on the show. You are a fucking toy. Where would you put the F-bomb in the movie? And we've come up with lots of funny places to put it. So the idea was it had to be a G or PG movie or a PG-13 without an F-bomb. And there were no rule violators. So you guys ready to assign some points? Always. All right. Our first entry comes from loyal patron Randy Moyer at patron.com slash club kayfabe. Randy, in fact, got Dan and I to watch the Collision in Korea pay-per-view to review on our patron Talk show. A very, very famous event because it's a pro wrestling event that took place in North Korea, Eric. In front of almost 200,000 people on the second night because the government mandated that they attend. Because North Korea. In fact, this event happened after the previous dictator had passed away. It was the start of the Kim Jong-il era. It was his father that had passed away. Think about that. An actual event in North Korea. Historically significant. 
But yes, so this is Randy Moyer's line from The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. Fly, you fucking fools. That's funny. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and he falls and does a hit with the... And he just falls with the Balrog. Balrog. The Balrog of Morgoth. Fly, you fucking fools. That's a point for me. Yep. Same. Pointies. You have... So, is that not a point from Eric? No, I, I said same. I'm, okay. Sorry, my microphone I, not getting picked up. My bad. You might have been too far away from your fancy-ass new microphone. Possible. It is possible. Okay. Our next entry comes from friend of the show, patron, Jeff Trelowitz, published author, books available on Amazon, host of Real Paranormal Talk, and Ranking Tracks, and, 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 former Disney colleague of Eric and I. And this comes from the Emperor's New Groove. Pull the lever, Kronk. Wrong fucking lever. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's a point yeah. for me. Yeah, that's good. That's point. I'm earmarking that one personally. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be my first my uh, my first earmark there. Very very underrated Disney movie, by the way. Yes, it is. Very underrated. Very underappreciated. It is fucking hysterical. It's so weird they took like the Emperor's new clothes and they just completely changed it in that way. <laughs> and it worked. And they're like, what if we what if David Spade was the Emperor and he was a cocky asshole? <laughs> <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> I threw off my groove. Uh here's this this is this is a classic one. This comes from our friend Brian James Leon. Or as I say, Leon. Uh, this is Mancubus in our Among Us games. And, of course, his quote comes from Attack of the Clones. I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating, and it gets fucking everywhere. <laughs> classic. Fucking classic. Yeah. I mean, that's an easy point for me. Yep. I've Same. made that exact joke before, so of course I'm going to give it a point. All right. Doing pretty good so far, guys. Three points each. Let's keep the momentum going. Race Nerd Podcast host Matt Hardman steps up to the plate with a quote from The Sandlot. You're fucking killing me, Smalls. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, that's, that's, points. that's a point. And I'm going to earmark point. that one. Oh, uh, we got our Eric has earmarked. I also would have went with you play like a fucking girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, so good stuff there. Good stuff. Oh, I also have an entry. If it doesn't come up, I, uh, I, I, I remember it. I have plenty of them. So I have one just popped in my head. All right, let's 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 drop into our friend Jay Winger, patron of the show, and also Among Us player, and one of the hosts of the binge cast. This comes from the classic movie Ghostbusters. There is no Dana, only fucking Zool. That, that was the place I put it. Yeah. There, there's lots of places. She's not like angry or anything. She's just kind of matter-of-factly in that scene. Mm. As, as Zooli herself. 
I feel like it would have been better as like there is no fucking Dana. <laughs> I have a I have a better spot in the movie I would put it. Where? Ray, when someone asks you if you're yeah. a god, you fucking say yes. Yep. <laughs> yes. That's where you would do because that would be an emph- emphasis. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, yeah. Um, uh, I'm I'm gonna have to pass on this one, dog. I'm sorry. There's better spot. There's better places you could put it. Agreed. I'm gonna bring this up at the next tennis meeting. It's not supposed to be fucking animals in the building. <laughs> uh, sorry, yeah. Jay. Good effort. Good effort. You you were you were on the right track with the movie, but I think you could have done better with the quote. Well, Hannah is now stepping up to the plate. Okay. Okay. With the classic PG film Jaws, which is a PG movie because because of course it is. We're going to need a bigger fucking boat. Okay. In- yeah. Indeed we are. I mean that's where I'd put it, yes. Uh, only because uh we I feel like we've made that joke plenty of times. When we worked at Universal, yeah, so yeah, I, I get it. Or you know what? I, know, I put it in a scene where he's chumming the water, and then all of a sudden it pops up because he doesn't even say anything. He just like takes back if he just walk. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty good. <laughs> that would have been a really good spot. Yeah, I have, an, I have another spot. I would put it. Smile, you son of a fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's good. I'm gonna give that a point. I like I like that. Yeah, that's one of the yeah, that's one of the good spots. So. Okay, Eric, you, you yeah, agree? Point 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 for me. Okay. And our last entry this week comes from a new player, Eric, our friend Nolan. Hey, Nolan. Nolan stepped up. Another former Disney coworker. He was the honorary fifth horseman in our four horsemen. He was the J.J. Dillon, because the four horsemen of interventions were me, Eric, Paul, and Josh. Yeah. 100% it was us. But Nolan was kind of a troublemaker with us, so he was an honorary member of our... Remember, that was like the thing when the four of us were working, everybody knew shit was going to go down. (laughs) Yeah. And it was always one of... It was always one of the four of us who, who fucked with it. And... Right at the end, when we were starting to part ways because people were transferring or Paul was moving up to coordinate or people were moving rides, I had us take the four horse, the classic four horseman picture where we all had the, the holding the four symbol. Yeah. And then it was Richard was the one he goes, but there's five of you. And I'm like, oh, you don't get it. You just don't get it. You don't uh, get it. But yeah. I think it was like later on. Throughout the week, that was when I I finally took a manager and uh, I put them upside down. Yeah, you did. You told that story before. Yeah, yeah you did. Yeah, you did. But I and I remember we were we we had that reputation among our coworkers. It was a positive reputation because our coworkers all loved the four of us. But it was oh shit, I'm about to go to platform, and at least two of them are up there. This is not going to end well. And it ne- and if it was three of us on platform together, forget it. Oh, yeah. Nothing's getting done. 
<laughs> I think it's getting done. We're just having a great old time saying whatever we want. And we did. Remember when we all put in our ERs and Paul fucked up and <laughs> him on platform flipping out and was like actively cursing himself out. He was laughing, but he was actively cursing himself out in front of guests and like was just like, just put your stuff in the lockers. <laughs> like, like yelling at the children. Like it for was for those of you fault. that don't know, for those of you that don't know, an ER is yeah. an uh, early release. That means you just want to go home early. You and would we all, we all you wanted would, to. Yes. In fact, Josh and I used to race each other to see who would get our ER in first. So we would be first on the list. And we would be so we would race each other to clock in first so we could put it in. And, and he would get this so- particular day. They were so overstaffed that uh, the coordinators were like, hey, anybody who wants an ER, just put it in. So we were all like, oh, OK. So we all fucking put in to go home early. Well, that we was all the thing. Got it approved. Paul, we well, all got it approved. Yeah. Paul didn't want to do it. But then he found out that you did it. I did it. Josh did it. Like all, all the people he liked working with did it. So he's like, I'm going to do it, too. <laughs> Except too late, Mitch. No, 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 no. Here's what here's what he did. We <laughs> what time we were all trying to leave at like one o'clock. Right. To get Something like like that. So to get a, We were trying to make it a six hour day. I think that's what yeah, it was. Six hour day. And he messed up and put it in for like he, he got like a fifteen minute ER. So he just all ER'd he did was he lost his last to, to lose a lunch, <laughs> but not That's enough to did. actually go home when he wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> and he he he's laughing about it, but he's also mad. So he's like, "I'm a fucking idiot." <laughs> <laughs> He had come up on platform because he was going to be the grouper. And the how the platforms worked was there were two robo arms on each platform. And there was an operator for each one. And then there was a grouper to, to manage the platform, get the people to queue up for their robot, and then get on the ride where we would take over. And Paul was the grouper. And you and I were both on a robo each. And we already knew it was going to be fun because it was going to be the three of us. But he's so upset. And he's literally just slamming the locker shut and cursing himself out and calling himself an idiot loudly while there's guests up there. And he's just shouting and angry, but laughing. And I remember you and I just looked at each other and just lost it. We just (laughs) broke down laughing. Oh, I mean, that was kind of a dick move to just laugh in his face like that. But at the same time, it was really funny. Yeah. Because we were both. (laughs) We only. We both had an hour left. He still had about three. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did get his ER fixed. He did get to leave on time. Yeah. But just that, that whole, that whole situation right. was just, Cause Dan, it was cause Dan, what you did, you had to put it in on their, on their system. You had to do it on, on their system and you would choose the time you wanted to try to leave. And he just got his numbers mixed up with his military time. And instead of putting it like, that. It wasn't even that like the, the whole thing was there's a there's like a drop down box for the time you have to oh, do yeah, it for either. the hour that you want and then for the, the minutes that you want. So like if you wanted to leave at one thirty, you would go to the box, drop it down to the one or 13. And then if you wanted to leave at one, uh, you go to the other box and then drop it down to 30. Well, he only did the, the minute box. He never touched the fucking hour box. So he only lost. All he did was leave like a half hour earlier and he lost one break. And that was the only thing. 
<laughs> so, oh, it's so, so great. Now, basically, he thought he was going to have to work because uh, at that point, he would have no more breaks. He he had all of his breaks, so he was going to go for like four and a half hours or whatever it was. Uh, yeah, he was just going to get screwed. And uh, yeah, that's that's funny. Good times. Oh my god, it was so funny. That was one of the funniest things ever. And Paul, I'm sorry if you're listening to this, but you know that was funny. You know damn well that was funny. Oh, he's laughing right now, cursing us out. I know it. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's, he's like the sons of bitches brought it up again. Now that it's been 14 years after it happened. <laughs> it's been a while, honestly. Holy crap. It's been like, what, seven, it's eight years? It's been a while. Uh, that was probably like 2012. Yeah. So, yeah, it's probably been about nine years. Oh, yeah, almost crap. nine. But we still remember it. Anyway, Nolan, sorry about that, bud. You still yeah, have yeah. an entry to read. But the whole point of that was that. Well, that was the thing. Like, Nolan, Nolan ended up getting in on the fun because he was there before any of us got there. Yeah, because I, because I was and, the first one that arrived, and then you transferred over, and then Paul, and then Josh showed up almost back to back. Nolan was there before any of us. So, but then he saw how much fun we were having. He's like, "I want to get in on this." He's like, "These guys are fun. I like these guys." <laughs> so he became the honorary fifth horseman. And it was acceptable because there were we five. Liked him. We liked Nolan. That's why. That's why it well, was yes. acceptable. Had it been well, like, uh, I'm not going to mention any names, but the one person who likes to pick up kids and put them over the wall, we would have been like, "Go fuck yourself. Go away." No, not them. Not them. Never would have. Never would have been them. Never was going to be them. Yeah. <laughs> mm, yes. Anyway, uh, Nolan's quote comes from Mary Poppins. Close your fucking mouth, please, Michael. We are not a codfish. <laughs> yeah, that's a point for me. That's a point. Yeah. That's a point for me. Absolutely. That's perfect. Wow. A spoonful of sugar helps the fucking medicine go down. All right, Dan, what's yours? Because you had one. Oh, it's from the classic movie Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze, and it's babies they're fucking babies ah. Ah. <laughs> that's good <laughs> yeah i like that one i like that one a lot <laughs> i my favorite my favorite meme was uh the one from <laughs> revenge of the sith which is which isn't a quote it's just anakin igniting the lightsaber in front of the youngling and he just steps back and goes fuck yep <laughs> yep yeah, I've I've heard so many, so many so many hysterical places that you can insert you can insert the lines into these movies and just make them ten times funnier. And uh I remember I remember one we were trying to figure out was where to put them in the Incredibles, and I'm like, the only place you can put it in the Incredibles is Edna going, no fucking capes. <laughs> or where the fuck is my super suit? Where the fuck's my suit? Yep, that was the other one. Was where the fuck is my super suit? <laughs> Great and good. I'm your wife. I'm the greatest fucking good you ever gonna have. Ah, <laughs> uh, those were good. Okay, so I think Kronk pulls the lever is my winner. I'm gonna give Jeff a bonus point from me. Uh, Eric, you you really liked your fucking killing me smalls. Yeah. <clears throat> is that gonna be your winner? That's going to be my winner. All right. So, Dan, 
Who gets your bonus point? Uh, wrong lever. I'm with you. Wrong lever. All right. So Jeff will walk away with five points. And Matt is going to walk away with four. That puts him solo in the lead by two points. That actually does put Jeff in the lead. So there you go. We need to get some more participation, guys. Because we the first week was a great turnout. The other weeks have been eh. Turnout, please. Turnout for what? Well, we should like uh, well, well, we should put it up today. Do the entertainment challenge today, and then run it through till Friday. What do you think? Are you want to make time? it longer? More entries, yes. more time. Yes, I think that's a good idea because then you can always fix your entries and do other stuff. Uh, here's the other thing, and I think this is pretty important. We also should I should mark this as one of the announcements in the group because. This gets buried pretty easily in our group, and I know that can be an issue with finding it. The other problem with the announcement is that it only ever shows the one announcement. But yeah, I think I think that needs to to happen here. But uh, yeah, but f bombs in movies, I think we can you can easily easily work with that. And now that Hannah is no longer in the lead, will she aggressively message any of us? Oh. My phone's going off. Hold on. So oh, she, she, she can sense the force. No. <laughs> There's a disturbance in the force. She's going to come. Is she going to go after Jeff? Is it going to be an interventions war for first place? Oh, God. I mean, there could be. You, you don't. You don't know. <laughs> Possibility. But yes, uh, but thank you guys for continuing to play. I love, I love doing this. I don't want to, I don't want to like stop doing it. So we just, we just need to get more people to play. That's all. There you go. Uh, so let's talk about some nerd shit here. Um, I, I want to talk about this because this was brought up. Uh, you actually, I saw the post elsewhere, but then you actually shared it in the group. We need to give it because it's February, which is Black History Month. And let's give a shout out to Jerry Lawson a self-taught engineer who invented video game cartridges. In the 1970s, he created the first home gaming console that used cartridges instead of having games built directly into the hardware, which led the foundation for Atari, Nintendo, and Sega. How about that? And Jerry Lawson. Yeah. Round of applause. Yes. There's a documentary on him, apparently, on uh, Netflix that uh, Rebecca pointed out to me, so I might actually watch that at some point. I think they nice. did an interview with his family or whatever, and they talked about it. Oh, that's awesome. I want to watch that, too. Yeah. Um, Did you guys see the picture that I shared of Daniel Radcliffe and Matthew Lewis at a WWF pay-per-view <laughs> where it's just a screen grab and they're just there they are. Everybody else is going nuts. They're just sitting there like going, Ooh. Well, I found a story connected to this. So what event was it? Okay, so <clears throat> apparently Rupert Grant was there too, and he's not in the picture, <laughs> which makes it even funnier that freaking Ron Weasley didn't even get to be in the, in the photo that Daniel Radcliffe shared. <laughs> so Daniel Radcliffe shared the photo, and he says, two days before the start of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, the producer, David Heyman, took Matthew Lewis, Rupert Grint, and myself. He goes, in my super cool lime green zip top, look at the picture and see that, because he's wearing a very lime green shirt, to the WWF Insurrection pay-per-view in Sheffield. 
This was prior to it becoming WWE. Unfortunately, so I direction like oh one or oh two. Yeah, right? correct, should. right? Because this would have been because Sorcerer's Stone came out in oh one, so it was probably oh one or two thousand. He says, unfortunately, I don't have a photo of the whole group. Uh, judging by the sign behind us, he because there's a Regal sign up. He says, I believe William Regal was making his entrance. And he says, and judging by our faces, we weren't quite brave enough to boo him. <laughs> Which makes it even funnier. <clears throat> so yeah, that was uh that was pretty freaking that that was actually pretty cool that he shared that photo and, and told that story there. But uh but I really like the um and I like the uh the 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 EW article is just like for those of you who understand, who don't know, WWF changed his name to WWE in 2002, and Regal is a British wrestler. <laughs> Just in case he couldn't figure out what they were talking about there. See now, Regal on it at all. Now, this is going to be really fucking rude, but I figured out that it had to be a British pay-per-view or a British episode of something because I was looking at the faces of the people around them, and I'm like, those faces look very British. Just the wow. expressions and the. What I does know. that even mean? <laughs> I I know <laughs> the, the, the expressions on their faces. They look like angry British people. Do you not know <laughs> what angry is... British people look like? What I'm you ever is, the Mitch, They look you... so white they can't possibly be <laughs> from the USA. <laughs> <laughs> That's, All right, that's so it was Insurrection 2001 because Jericho defeated Regal by submission for the Queen's Cup. Oh. Oh, May 5th, 2001, at the Earl's Court Exhibition Center in London. That couldn't... Well, then, damn, they shot that in really quick succession, then. They were able to get... Because Sorcerer's Stone came out in November 2001, so... And he was saying they were just... They, they were even, just starting. Yeah. Crazy, because yeah, Regal wasn't on the 2000 show, so... Oh, there you go. <laughs> There's your answer. And there's definitely a regal sign in the crowd. Bulldog was on the pre was on the show the year before. <laughs> Matt Hardman was the best because he didn't figure out who the actors were, and he's like, "I need my nerd card to be in question now." Well, if you're They're not like really circled and everything, dude. I know. Well, if you're a Harry Potter fan, you might not have recognized them right away, and it's not like I offered a caption. I won't talk about the other comment that had nothing to do with it and was a miserable comment and brought the mood down. Don't be that person, guys. Um, but I was looking at some of the other fun fun stuff that we shared, and I got to talk about this one. This is a clickhole article that Eric shared. But astronaut Barry Wilmore <laughs> basically so wrote a single paragraph horror story that basically reminds me of Among Us. <laughs> and, okay, so let I got to read this. Just listen to this. You never know true beauty until you see Earth from space or true terror until you hear someone knocking on the space station door from outside. You look through the porthole and see an astronaut, but all your crew is inside and accounted for. You use the comm to ask who it is, and he says he's Ramirez returning from a repair mission. But Ramirez is sitting right next to you in the command module, and he's just as confused as you are. When you tell the guy this over the radio, he starts banging on the door louder and harder begging you to let him in, saying he's the real Ramirez. Meanwhile, the Ramirez inside with you is pleading to keep the airlock shut. It really puts life on Earth into perspective. And the top <laughs> comment is just, Jesus fucking Christ. 
<laughs> it's so good. Dude, I read that and I, I literally thought, you know who would love this? The fucking group would love this. <laughs> Fuck yeah, we would. <laughs> oh my God. Dude, I read that and I was like, holy shit. If that's not a, if that's not among us, I don't know what is. Oh my God. Like, it's like, holy perfect. shit. It really is. Yeah. Dude, even even Sula was like, Jesus, when he read that. Uh, another meme that made me laugh was uh, tips for an aspiring Jedi. Don't duel your dad till you're ready. Don't train your nephew. And before you kiss anyone, get a DNA test. <laughs> Gross. Oh, and Chris Decker, if you're listening to this, I got to call you out, bud. When I posted that meme where it was 80 song lyrics on Wheel of Fortune and he was the only one who didn't figure it out. I'm very, very upset with you, sir. I got it before even reading the thing at the bottom when it was like, you can't guess it without letters. And I'm like, wait, is this what I think it is? And I read the whole thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, that fits. And then I read 80 song lyrics. I'm like, yup, that is what it is. Chris, if you're listening to this, please go listen to Rick Astley's one and only song that he ever wrote, and he's never had another song ever. It's like a thing on the internet. Uh, what everybody think of Darth Jar Jar, by the way? Oh, the Darth Creepy. Jar Jar was freaky shit, dude. <laughs> I was like, why? Why'd you do this? But why? <laughs> why does it have to be this way? And I've been I've been trying to post polls that I thought would be a lot of fun just to just to have polls in the group. And I did a uh, what was everyone's favorite Star Wars from the original trilogy and Empire resoundingly won. And that was like, what was everyone's favorite Austin Powers movie? And the original one resoundingly won. But surprisingly, uh, Spy Who Shagged Me only got one vote over Goldmember. Really? So, I yeah, I thought Spy Who Shagged Me would have been a little more popular than that, but. Cause that has mini me and it's got, it's got even funnier dialogue with Scott evil. And it's got, it's got the time travel with Rob Lowe is young. Number two, young Robert Wagner. I think it's, I think it's pretty damn good, but everybody resoundingly agreed that the first one was the best. And I'm not about to disagree there. Cause that's probably my favorite one too. And so somebody, it was actually Sula who posted the gif of, Austin Powers trying to turn around the uh, that cart in the hallway and he can't turn around because it's too big and the hallway's too thin. And my wife to this day will still watch that scene and like snort laugh over that scene. That it's one of the funniest scenes in any movie for her, and I I co-sign with that because that makes me crack the hell up to no end, to absolutely no end. It's so goddamn funny. Uh, would everybody like to know who, what house everyone's in? Group members have chosen their houses at Hogwarts. And, uh, two of them are tied for first, and it's neither of the common ones. <laughs> the puffs and the claws rule. Of course, that's how it should always be. Of course. Uh, so, in-house Gryffindor, we have... Four members of our lovely group. And, oh, God, I just clicked on one of them and went to his profile. Now I got to scroll back down to get it. Freaking Matt Sulo. What a Gryffindor. <laughs> it was his because I, yeah, it was his freaking profile I accidentally clicked on, too. So Matt is 
A Gryffindor. Uh, so, say, these are people picking their own houses. This is not the sorting hat. Yes. Uh, Mark Adams is a Gryffindor from our fan, our friend over at United We Fan. I didn't do plugs yet this week, but Unite, I'll do the United We Fan plug here. Mark and Brian, shout outs to them for a great podcast that they put on every every week on Wednesdays. Mark, I've always known Mark was a Gryffindor. Mark, Mark is a Gryffindor, though. He is 100% a Gryffindor with his personality and everything else. I don't know Matt as well as you do, Eric. So you got to tell me if he fits in Gryffindor or not. No. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Shit. Oh shit. Um, I could see some some traits actually. If I had to put him in a house out of out of the four, <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'd go with it. I'd go with it. Yeah. No. No. After playing Among Us with okay. him, that man's a Slytherin. Yes, I agree. That man's 100%. a Slytherin. Get the 100%. hell out of here. He's a Slytherin <laughs> through and through. God damn. Uh, also, our friend Rob, or not Rob, depending on his Among Us name that week, from our old our old uh, wrestling group here, Rob also claims to be a Gryffindor. I might buy that one. Although he does seem to prefer the color green a lot when we play. Ain't no Gryffindor color there. And you know who else is a Gryffindor, Eric? Miranda. You remember Miranda? I do. Our friend from Interventions. Yeah. What's she doing now? Is she doing now? Miranda, shout out to you. She's going for being a Gryffindor is what she's doing. She is she is a Gryffindor. <laughs> uh so let's let's give a shout out to our six Slytherins who voted. Uh Kevin Err, old friend of my buddy Jason Shin, who I knew growing up in North Jersey. Uh, he and I weren't really friends, but so I can't really I, I don't know him that well. I knew him through association. I can't judge that one. And our, our friend Obed doing the D&D campaign claims to be a Slytherin. Don't know you well enough to make that judgment call, sir. But I'm going to believe that one. Other Slytherins include... Uh, Jason Shin's girlfriend, Casey, 100% agree with that one. Casey's a Slytherin through and through. Uh, our new friend, Nicole, who's been playing Among Us with us. Yeah, she could be a Slytherin. She could be. She murdered pretty easily. Um, My friend, Nicole, from the uh, Kilimanjaro Safari, she claims to be Slytherin, and I 100% co-sign on that one. And you know who's a Slytherin, Dan? Josette. Yeah. I love Josette, but if she wants to be Slytherin, I'm not about to disagree with her. <clears throat> and now, uh, who should we do first? Should we do the, you know what? We'll do the claws first because puffs are actually first on the poll right now, even though we're tied. Probably alphabetical. <laughs> Probably. So, Dan and I. Our Ravenclaws, because we're puzzle solvers. We like to we like challenging our brains. That, With that's beyond why. measure is man's greatest treasure, Chris. You know who else is a Raven? I I will have to say, every time I go to um, what, what's it called, Pottermore, I get yep. sorted into Ravenclaw. But I swear I'm a fucking Hufflepuff. Yeah, but you're you're a pretty smart dude, and you like to put problem solve too, and you can build freaking PCs. That's Ravenclaw shit right there, dude. <laughs> that that is what a that is what a Muggle born Ravenclaw would do is build a PC, and you know it. Yeah, 
like, okay, fine. Like I was, I was talking about my Animal Crossing villagers, and I'm like, the only Ravenclaw on this island is Raymond because he's the he's got the office set up and he's got the glasses. I'm like, yep, Raymond's a. But Hannah is a Ravenclaw too. We get Hannah. Also, our friend Mick Thing, Daniel Tuma, he's a Ravenclaw. Our friend Mancubus, Brian Leon, he's a Ravenclaw. Chris Wright's a Ravenclaw, Dan. Yeah. Our buddy Chris. Uh, J- JK the third. Not JK Rowling. But Joseph Kalaya the third, he's a Ravenclaw. And my buddy JW, our, my actor friend from Universal, although he has done Disney too. JW is a gamer. G A Y M E R. The gay gamers. Anybody familiar with that? He's got a Twitch, by the way. You should check that out. <laughs> uh, JW is also a Ravenclaw. And I would buy into all of these. Although my buddy Chris Wright. Chris, I'll say this. I accept you into Ravenclaw, but you could pass for a Gryffindor because you are a bold leader, sir. I think he is. He's He speaks bravely, all that fun stuff. Now that I find out who the dumbass is, I mean, most loyal of friends. Well, we got Eric. <laughs> Eric's first on the list. Eric, you got a hell of a collection of people here. So here's here's who the fellow Hufflepuffs are. Menagerie. I hope you all, I hope you all hate mail right Dan for that one because this is this, I'm actually jealous of who's in this house. These are all great people here. You have Michelle Armstrong as a fellow Hufflepuff. Yep. I'm okay. She's with that. totally <laughs> totally a Hufflepuff. You have Heather Quinn as a fellow Hufflepuff. Yep. You're okay with that too. You have Katie Collier as a fellow Hufflepuff. You have She's a monopoly. The most Hufflepuff to ever puff. <laughs> she really is. She is. <laughs> She's a wonderful, wonderful human being. You have Patrick Owen as a fellow Hufflepuff. Patrick's a good egg. Yeah. He's a good man. Yeah. I've, this list right now is fucking awesome. You don't know my friend Megan, but she is absolutely a Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff at heart. We got to have her on the show. Get some Puff Pride out here. This is the uh, MMA? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Megan MA. We should just start calling her. Megan. Yeah. (laughs) And you have Nolan as a fellow Hufflepuff. Nolan. Say it last, huh? Of course I was saving it for last. And perhaps the greatest Hufflepuff of all, you have Shannon as a fellow Hufflepuff in your house. There we go. You have. Dude, you have Michelle, Heather, Katie, Patrick, Nolan, and Shannon, and then my friend Megan. You might have the best collection ever. And now I'm going to get realize, all the hate mail like, from everybody else. I legit basically know everybody you mentioned in that list. I know. And you guys, you guys are all puffs. Puff pride. Yeah. Puff pride right there. Now, the only reason I, I like I mentioned this before, and I know you've seen it on my Facebook that when I got sorted, I'm like, it keeps sorting me here. But I swear I just want to be by the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> You're that Hufflepuff. <laughs> of course You're the I puff am. part of Hufflepuff. I get it. <laughs> 
I gotta be by the fridge, guys. What house are you? Listeners who did not participate. What house are you? Well, why don't you participate? Uh, let's let me continue through the uh, the memes here real quick. And uh, uh, Eric, did, did you got did you like the uh, the cyberpunk meme I posted? I I did. I did. The guy on like the that. Joe Rogan I was podcast. Just like, oh my god, it's fucking hilarious. The ramen tank top and everything. He uh, <laughs> he even looked like a, a a glitch. I'm like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> Uh, one more thing I want to talk about, and I'll turn this over to you guys if you guys have nerd stuff to talk about. But they just added dinosaurs to Disney Plus, mm-hmm. and I and I'd like to discuss that because I remember I mentioned I wasn't sure if it was gonna age as well. Well, I'd like to change my opinion of that. For the puppetry involved with this show, I think that the the technology, the practical effects, and everything is phenomenal and still holds up today watch how good this show is with the uh, the animatronics behind it and watch some of the documentaries and stuff that they've done where they show like how they did it and everything these are really complicated puppet costumes and they work really well they have expressive faces they can act actively smile and show emotion they they look really good i think it looks really damn well for for what it is now, I will say one thing that did not age well was my love for the baby. Because now I'm starting to think the baby's a little more obnoxious as an adult. But the other characters are fucking hysterical, and they work. I think this aged well. Surprisingly well. Mm-hmm. I, I will I will co-sign on that. Uh, what's going on in, the, in your nerd worlds, Dan? What's going on in your nerd world? Anything you want to talk about? Jeez. Uh... I think no, because Eric hasn't seen any of one of them. <laughs> so we can't talk about what Dan wants to talk about. I'm sorry. Because I really want to talk about that. <laughs> Remember how we couldn't talk about The Mandalorian because Eric wasn't watching that either? Oh, my God. Okay, fine. I will catch up on that show, and we'll talk about it. See, now uh, you're just now you're holding the podcast back. All right. Uh, next week, next week, I'm going to warn everybody right now. If Eric catches up, we're going to talk about it, and there will be spoilers. You've been warned. Now, there will be spoilers. Okay. Got it? That, that should give so everybody good. It's I'm great. Gonna, I'm going to watch great. it today. Excellent. Today. It's great. Please message me. We're recording this on Saturday the 6th. So if you're listening to this episode on Monday the 8th and Eric still hasn't watched it, please shoot him a message and yell at him profusely. <laughs> shoot him a message and be like, hey, did you see it yet? <laughs> And then get angry at him if he says no. <laughs> like, I have not seen it yet. No. I have not. Yeah, it's good. It's good. And, and we're only going to get like one or, one or two weeks, I think. Maybe, maybe just one week off before we go right into Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. And here's the thing. You know how um, Dan raved about Rogue One and he wasn't a big Star Wars guy? I'm not a big comic book guy, and I'm raving about this show right now. That Does that tell you anything you need to know, Eric? A little bit. I, okay. I'm going to I'm gonna watch it. You got me. You got me on board. Yeah, yeah you I will like it. On board. I was going to wait until everything was out before I actually, like, because I know myself. I can't just watch an episode at a time. I, I need to binge stuff. 
Yeah. yeah. I watch this. You got to dude. It it hooks it hooks me so much that when when it's done, I'm like, "Ah, is it next week yet?" Mm, wait it's till good. Friday. It's good. It is quite good. Quite good. Especially at the beginning of episode four. Oh my god. Oh, I know. It's the, uh, significant. Yeah. It's more than just the story of of Wandavision. This is a MCU wide significant. So good. And uh, and there's uh, there's lines and stuff that lead into other stuff. And you're just like, oh, oh, that's going to come back because it always does. It always does. All right. Well, Eric, what's going on in your world? I mean, what you want to talk about? Not a whole lot. I just now got Bully, so it's already fully downloaded. So I'm kind of eager to play that. <laughs> um, oh, I know I, what happened is they, they officially fully released a thing for the... Um, Mass Effect trilogy remaster. Oh, they did do that. Yeah, that was a thing. I'm looking forward to that. That's in May. But anyway, back there. Yes, back there. <laughs> um, outside of that, I finally beat Horizon Zero Dawn, and it's good, f- fucking fantastic. I don't know why I waited so long to to play it. Mainly because I didn't want to play it on console. I didn't really have. Oh, well, that only came out last year, right? On uh, it was like two, three years after it came out before it hit PC. Yeah. Yeah. So I waited a really long time to play this game, and now I'm actually surprised of like how how good it actually is. And now I can't wait for the second one. Yeah, so man. this sold me on getting the. I mean, I was going to get PS5 regardless. Let's let's be real, but. Now, I kind of just, I know I'm waiting for that game. Oh, top 10 anime betrayals in the post credits. <laughs> right. And then also, also you find, she finds the body of the person and you realize that you walked by that body a hundred times playing the game. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Well, I'm not going to do a top 10. Speaking of those animes, I'm not going to do a top 10 challenge next week because I don't want the show to be dominated by them. Top 10 anime, 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 anime betrayals. Oh, my God. Betrayals. Oh, I haven't seen man. I haven't seen enough to do that. But that's so you've both been challenged for next week. So we got we got that going for us. Um, And then the only other uh, the only other thing I really, really wanted to talk about was um. I, I can't say any details right now, but I might be having some uh, some creative time opening up to do stuff. And one of the things I want to do, and I think this would be a lot of fun, I've, I've mentioned I want to do the gaming show, right? And mm-hmm. so real quick, here's what the gaming show is going to be. I'm going to sign on to Discord. I'm going to play a game for an hour. I'm going to connect to you guys so you guys can watch me play, but then you guys can be doing whatever the hell you want. We'll just be chatting. So the 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 show will be me playing the video game, but like you guys will just be chatting and we'll be having conversations, right? Well, here's something else I want to do, and Eric, you might actually want to get in on this because we could do some stuff that would be really fun that wouldn't actually incorporate wrestling, so you would still know stuff. But uh, one of the things I'm going to do is I want to take the 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 new WWE games and they do the Royal Rumble match. Do you know what the Royal Rumble match is, Eric? Have you heard of that? 
Um, from what I understand is like, uh, like every fighter goes out there and tries to win and the last person standing wins. Like, I mean, uh, basically, yeah, for a simplified explanation, you pretty much nailed it. So there's 30 people who they're, they're all enter with a, with a number, a random number drawing. Although we know, we all know it's not really random. Uh, one and two start the match, and then every after a time interval, here comes number three, here comes number four. The match continues until all 30 have participated. And it's a battle royal. So in battle royal rules, you eliminate them by throwing them out of the ring over the top rope. Both feet touch the floor. That's the rule. And there's you know creative ways around that where one foot touches or they're they're laying on the floor, but the foot hasn't touched yet. So now they got to get back in without touching. You know, they do some creative shit. But in the video games, what I like to do is I like to sim those and just throw in wacky characters. Maybe people have nothing to do with wrestling. And like for one of them, I, I'm going to do uh, it's all it's 30 people named Chris. So it's like every famous wrestler I could ever find named Chris and then some surprises that I got to throw in there. But one of the ones I wanted to do was a full on Marvel versus DC Battle Royal, where every single entrant is somebody from marvel or from dc there'd be 15 from each and then i'll, I'll actually stagger the numbers so it's an alternating one each way so you get marvel or dc coming out next and then i record the match and then we'll do commentary over it but that could be fun because you could get in on that because you don't have to know anything about wrestling to commentate on a, a match like that if i filled it with dragon ball characters or something you know what i mean yeah so I really want to do something like that. And if there's an interest for that, let me know. And I will try to get that. I will try to prioritize getting that recorded. The only thing holding me back from it is I have to move my PlayStation upstairs so I can connect it to the computer to do the capture card stuff. And I just haven't done that yet because I'm lazy. So encourage me, people. If that would be something you'd want to watch, wacky, wacky battle royals featuring characters. Uh, as long as I can act, download the character online. Like I can make that happen. I mean, you can do you can do it with anything, and you can. It doesn't have to be thirty. You can do it with ten or twenty. So if you can't find enough characters for something, you can just do less people. I'm pretty so, sure I mean, we will have a problem finding thirty. <laughs> well, for 30. a comic for a comic book thing, yes. But like, if I wanted to do it, if I wanted to do a Star Wars Royal Rumble, it might be hard to find 30 different Star Wars characters that people have created that look decent enough to actually download the the thing and make them. Because, I mean, people will make a Darth Vader, but you'll find one that looks really good, and then you'll find ones that look so shitty that you wonder why they even tried. Like, you, your character looks Come bad, and now. you should feel bad. That, that's real bad. Somebody worked really hard on that. <laughs> Did they? Did they, though? <laughs> and, they, and it just turns out it looks like crap. But that's uh, the other thing I want to do is I want to have guest people come on to to do commentary with it. Because the commentary would be easy to record. You just I just share the video, right? Like you share the video, you share you share screen, play the video, and we all just watch it. And that way we can commentate on it in real time and you just record it. Right. And but I mean, God, there would be so much fun stuff you could do. Any any franchise you could do, you could fill it with Nintendo characters because people do make you can fill it with music icons. You can fill it with actors like you. You'd be amazed at what people actually make on there. You just search for like. One thing, like if you just search Star Wars, you just you find people like crazy. 
And the only thing is, the, the only game limit is you can only download 20 characters a day. So setting up a 30-man thing literally only takes two days to, down, to, to look and find and download the characters. You know, I'll find the first 20, and then I can look for the other ones, and then just queue them up and have them ready to go. Not that difficult. Not that difficult. So yeah, we can ha- we we can have fun with this. I like we can it. Have- I like the idea. We should do it. Yeah, and I know you would get into it, like because I'll, I'll do some with actual wrestling people and everything like that. Like I want to do one with some of the best world champions in history. One with the people who have actually won the Royal Rumble match. The only thing you can't do is you can't intermix genders in this type of game because WWE still hasn't doesn't do that. I think when they release the other video game for the other company, AEW, you might be able to do something like that. But uh, but you can do it with women, too. So you can make one of the thing, ideas I wanted to do was like a, a strong and powerful women thing and then have everybody submit. People who want to watch it submit a character. And if I can find that character like Hermione Granger, Princess Leia, you know, and then just make a battle royal out of it. And then the other fun stuff is you can pick the numbers that they come in so you can stagger the match the way you want it, or you just set the whole thing to random and see what happens. I would love to you, see, uh, you, just set it to random, see what happens. I feel like that would and be you, And you can also pick as many numbers as you want, so I can pick who comes out first and second and let the rest be random. You know what I mean? Like, you can do it that way. So. Yeah, I like it. You know what else I and like? Food? food yes well guys thank you all for tuning in this week remember you can catch us on every single platform out there you get your favorite podcast i've reiterated stuff to all of the websites so everything should be there if you can't find it on a certain platform let me know i have applied to get us on amazon now we'll see if that goes through uh not yet it said it would take up to five days ah okay so i have not heard back yet and check out the other great shows on CKCC Radio. There's Real Paranormal Talk and Ranking Tracks with Jeff Trelowitz alternating each and every week. Jay Bunny's Music Hub with Jason Shin. New episode just dropped on Saturday. Motivational Moves with Adrian Cotton. First Monday of every month, so you just got a new one. Tune into that. The Board to Death Binge Cast, currently covering WandaVision. The Race Nerd Podcast just released episode number 30. 30. The- the Stupid Sexy Podcast, where Dan and I review every Simpsons ever. We're getting close to wrapping up season two. The By the Numbers Podcast, where ref Matt Derline re- interviews the wrestlers that he's refereed their matches for. Latest episode featuring Chikara's Shane Storm, who I've also worked a couple of shows with at GSW. And The A Show, with Matt Derline and Chris Decker drafting wrestling rosters from certain years with a special guest. Check out the United We Fan podcast and the Blake and Sal show for even more nerd talk. And check us out anywhere. If you want to get bonus content, become a patron at patron.com slash club kayfabe. Five bucks a month gets you in the door. New bonus content coming soon. We've got got plenty of ideas. We just got to find the time to do it. And of course, our YouTube channel, the Club Kayfabe Creative Community. Subscribe so you can see all this great new shit when we release it. (sighs) Such good shit. I did that all in like one breath. So, and remember to check out twitch.tv slash CKCC online for, although he has missed a day, he's still continuing the streak. Dan will be streaming each and every day. 
And every Saturday at 7 p.m., watch us play Among Us. Watch us get sus and murder each other. Always a good time. Yep. <clears throat> Always good when you can murder your friends. What are you hungry for, Eric? What do you feel like? What do you feel like Cheeseburger. eating? Cheeseburger. Cheeseburger sounds good. Dan, what do you feel like eating? Whatever's out there. Yeah, that's how I'm feeling. Whatever's available, I'm going to go eat it. So just eat it. Just like Weird Al says. We'll see you guys next week for another great nerd table. Remember to follow us on all the social media platforms and join the group at groups slash the nerd table pod or just look up the nerd table podcast. We're there. We're out there. We out there, folks. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Bye. For more great content like this, be sure to check out CKCC Radio and subscribe to never miss an episode. 